thank you so much for coming. I, I um, struggled to uh, talk about curriculum mapping in a way that people would actually show up. So the fact that you're even here well, at a session that says creating a curriculum calendar you love, that says something about you as people. Now the fact that you sat so far back, that says another thing about you as people, but we'll, we'll keep moving on. I'm going to focus on the positive. Focus on the positive. Uh, also, I just cannot go any further into this and just saying that it so warms my heart coming to CEA. CEA is, I'll take this off. CEA is a, for me, it's like oxygen. It's like we kind of, you know, pull down the mask, breathe, remember we're people, and then we jump back in. And one of the things that's just an awesome breath of fresh air is to stand as one of my former teachers um, was recognized uh, for, um, Sandra Minow was recognized for, for her year of service, and then to come here and present for one of my former students, which I just think is the coolest thing in the world. Um, so, that's awesome. We're going to keep moving. So, um, I took the notes for you, I should say, in that this is the, the, um, the link for the whole presentation. So, just knowing that you have this, um, and there's some other links that you'll find inside there. If you just write this down or take a quick picture or whatever, um, that gets you everything uh, you need at the end. If even that's too much, if you want to just write down your email address, I will send it to you. Um, so um, this is a presentation link. I will do this again at the end. The last slide has this link as well. So when I move on in just a second, you don't need to yell at me. But you do have to stay for the end of that. Um, so here we go. We'll jump right in. So uh, how many of you, I should say, have some sort of curriculum tracking that you're either required or do at your school as part of your, your duties, right? Um, um, and it looks different in different places. And so one thing I think that's really important is to just like talk about why we even do it. Because I feel like a lot of times when curriculum directors stand up front, which is not me, I'm not a curriculum director, they, um, they have a lot of con convincing to do. Um, and they're trying to sell like why this is a good thing. And one of the things that they say over and over again is that pacing. We want to make sure that we we're doing things in a, at a pace and in a, in a way that, that makes sense. Um, one of the things that I'll show you pretty soon here is we realized when I started mapping out the curriculum for second grade, we were spending a month on Joseph. A month on Joseph and then just skipping whole units. Um, and it's just like, oh man, does that make sense? Uh, that doesn't make sense. Especially when you consider they got Joseph the year before and the year before and the year before. Right? Um, there's an alignment piece. Um, yes, every teacher's got their own flavor and flair, but there shouldn't be these huge gaps in teaching. Uh, this person's teaching this, this person's teaching that. Uh, uh, these, and I will say, teachers, whether or not they know it, they feel very strongly about this thing. When, you're, when you've got somebody in your group that's charging ahead or falling behind, it can make it difficult to share resources and to teach um, in, in a good way. Um, accountability is one, too. Uh, my team needs me to fin be finished with this unit because we're going to be st we're going to start switching for social studies in a different way, and I have to be done. So sometimes um, mapping is a level of accountability, but I think this is the thing that gets lost: it's prioritizing content. Um, often, when we are um, making decisions throughout the year, we run out of month at the end of our unit. We run out of month at the end of our unit. And then we have to make a decision about what we're going to skip, and it's always those last lessons, because we have to kind of keep moving. Well, really, we should be getting rid of what's the least essential. And so that's where mapping out these things communally um, helps in that regard. So there are lots of different ways. Traditional methods of mapping, I'm sure that you can go, uh, go way back. But I'm thinking about the things that most schools are doing uh, at this time. 
curriculum track. Anybody using curriculum track? Looks like this. Okay, so keep your hand in the air if you can honestly say you know your username and login to log into curriculum track and the hands go down. Okay, um, you know, I, there is a benefit to this. This makes administrators happy. This makes school boards happy. Uh, new parents coming in, seeing that all their curriculum is, is set up. And this is very granular, right? This is, this is the, the content that we're covering. These are the standards uh, that we're covering. Um, there are, this is good. This is good. Uh, and for a first-year teacher coming in, like to know, like, what am I doing in this unit? This is good information. But it's something that I would say that most teachers, they put in that program, they submit it, and then do not look at it again until the next PD day when they're, okay, now we're doing this content area, right? Or we need to update this or whatever, new curriculum coming in. So this is what I see a lot of uh, schools using. There is a purpose for it, but me as just like an everyday teacher, rarely uh, do I open something like this. Here's uh, something that um, is from curriculum track as well, but a lot of us have these kind of monthly uh, maps where you just say, well, I just know for the first two weeks of September I'm going to do this, we're going to do this unit, and then we're going to do, I love this, logic, word problems, and fun stuff all year long. Um, so that's good. But we do, we block this up. My guess is that you, your team that you're working with, you probably say, well, we talk about, we do our bug unit in September, and then we move on to weather. And you, you, you probably block it by month, or at least that's a common, a common theme. Maybe you're blocking it by quarter, whatever it might be. But something like this. Again, there's a lot of value in this, right? Um, but I think, and you might uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the further you get into the year, the shorter these units have to become to fit in. Right? And so there's opportunity for, for growth in that regard as well. All right. This is, any Hudsonville Christian people here? Okay. So, oh, yes. All right. Perfect. So I did some curriculum maps with some Hudsonville Christian teachers when I was there uh, five years ago. And, um, and we'll talk a bit more about that. But this is actually a kind of a monthly map that's laid out by the, the fourth grade teachers at our school. And you can see there's some similarities here, okay? The months of the year, um, what they want to cover in each, but it's just long kind of passages. It doesn't matter how long the months are or how many breaks there are in that month, um, right? If you think about that, December as a month compared to February, they're very different months, right? Um, but in a map like this doesn't reflect that at all. It's just we got this many units, we're going to do them in this order, life is good, move on, right? And then there's all of these places where you feel pinched or you feel like you have more time than you need. Um, so, let's keep moving here. Um, so, I'm just wondering, are there other things that, I don't know, that you're using, um, other software programs that you're using, shout it out at, at your school that you think others should know about? And crickets. Okay, perfect. Here we go. So, yes, that's good. That's good. I'm glad. Uh, so, um, what, so there, we hate mapping curriculum, and I think it's, uh, wow, the first day met today, yes, that's awesome. Well, see you guys later, awesome. No, um, <laughs> no um, because it feels pointless. It feels like you just do something, you're checking a box off, it's hoop jumping, but it doesn't have to be. Um, I think it's often done once a year and then forgotten. Do you even remember your login? Right? That's it's proof of it, right? Um, there are, oh, and this is software that's not used for any other purpose. You don't ever have to engage in this in any other way, right? Um, and so, you know, what was, it, what was it called again? What was the software that we used? Like, not even, it's not even the login, like, somewhere back in the reaches of my memory, the name of this thing is, and you have to, like, look at your agenda for today. Oh, yeah, we used that software last year, right? 
Um, we divide content into areas. So we do all of the math over here, and we do all the Bible over here, but like, where do they overlap? Like, where, where are those like, because we need to overlap, because there's not enough day. There's not enough day. So we got to find those places uh, where, they, where they overlap in helpful ways, right? And then um, I find that monthly team calendars are a great starting point, but they're not nearly specific enough. Um, you know, if you've got a whole month, let's say four weeks, to do 12 lessons, you work with, oh, that's three lessons a week. Like, actually just knowing you've got to get through those first three lessons in that first week, just even like backing up that much, that small step is a big step because then you know when you're at the end of the second week and you're still on lesson four, you're behind two, two lessons, right? So, because um, this is the issue. We don't have enough month at the end of the unit. So I would be more intentional um, about it. So I got to give a short story about how this, um, oh, how all this came to be. So I was working as a fifth grade teacher at Grant, or at um, Holland Christian, and um, ended up moving to high school Christian into a second grade position. Fifth grade and second grade are separate planets. Um, and when I was hired on, I was working with two wonderful women that had been working together for a very long time. Um, and I was actually told by the my administrator at the time, Dan Pot, who has since passed. Um, he said, you were hired for, you were hired for this role because we think you're a good teacher, but we think you're a strong teacher. You see, I was walking into a situation where two women have worked together for a very long time. And here we were on our third year together, and I was team leader. Coming in fifth grade teacher, actually it was the second year together. So the first year, I think they decided that second year I was ready to do it. And I was terrified that they were going to think that, because the team leader just says, what are we doing next week? Like, let's work together, make sure we're planning together so we can share resources. And I knew that if I came in and said, this is what we should do next week, it was going to go over like a wet blanket, a lead balloon. It would be awful. So what I ended up doing was going back. I thought, how am I going to figure this out? So I went back and looked through all of our agendas for the year. And I just mapped them out. So that when I came to school that next year, I could say, this is what we did last year. These are not my ideas. These are your great ideas. So it, just, it was just me kind of honoring what they did so that um, it, was, it was really like, I don't know, let's just say we started our meetings with chocolate. Every time when I see leader, we started our meetings with chocolate because for those first couple meetings, it was the only sweet moment of the meeting. Uh, then we moved in. So I just remember it was kind of, but, but like, it worked. It worked. Um, and it was just amazing. And it kind of turned into something that uh, came out of a moment of desperation um, and kind of <coughs> blossomed into something greater, which is uh, what will happen with COVID. A moment of desperation. Just think of all the things that will blossom from this, right? Um, so I'm going to show you my content calendar. Okay? It's not as scary as it looks. So, like, you need to, like, prepare yourself. Uh, before you do, I'm going to show you this. All right. So, who can tell me what this is a picture of? Does anybody know the exact location that is pictured here? This is Meyer. So, this is Meyer, the original Meyer Thrifty Acres, um, which is located not far from here with McDonald's on the top. You better believe it. Um, right up here, actually, is where McDonald's was. Um, but uh, this is my Meyer. Uh, it's right across from the uh, Christian Reform CRC, or the, the CRC Pentagon, I should say, right there. Um, and it's now since then been replaced, but you can still out front see one of the big arches out front. 
Now, if this seems like a tangent, it's because it is. Um, I, um, I want everything in one place. I don't want to go here for this and here for this. I want it all in one place. And that's what Meyer was all about. Literally, acres of thrift all together <laughs> in one place. I mean, a place where you could get your, you know, you could get your bagels next to your, your, your paint, uh, driveway salt, and the screwdriver. Like, you could just get it all in one place. And so that is something that I have just, like, I, I want it easily accessible. Because if it's not easily accessible, I won't use it. Because there's only so much of me to go around. Same thing for you, too. All right, so here we go. This is the curriculum calendar. Now, some of you right now are looking at this. I entitled it The Beast. Okay? Um, this is the link to the calendar itself. So you can see it for yourself. Don't edit it. Um, but um, this is the calendar. And I'm going to kind of talk through this. Now, some of you right now are looking at this and seeing a spreadsheet. And that concerns you. <laughs> uh, maybe you're not used to using spreadsheets. No worries. I've got a plan for that. I've got a plan for that. Okay? So this is it. Um, and what you'll notice is, I mean, I can, I can just show this to you right now. The months of the year, as long as they actually are, so August is not a long month. Um, then I've got the, the Mondays, so the dates for each of these. And then I like noted, this is a three-day week. We're not going to do three math lessons in a three-day week. Because those three-day weeks, you don't, you're going to be lucky for two math lessons in those three-day weeks because half the kids are going to be gone or whatever. So this is a little bit uh, more granular, but uh, see content areas. So you can see what we're doing in spelling, in writing, in reading in step or kind of our trend, uh, a time where we meet needs <coughs> at different times. Bible, I have memory here, what memory goes along with it. Uh, math, and then we have kind of social studies over here. Now, this will look totally different if you teach different content, right? Or if you're at a different grade level, or if you have some other uh, system, you know, if you don't do, like if you have a grammar curriculum that you use, that would be in here as well. So let me just kind of talk through the pieces and parts. We're going to zoom in on this a little bit. And first things first, way down at the bottom, you couldn't quite see it in the first one, there are these tabs, okay? So what's really cool about this is it's totally customizable. It's, it's something you can make it whatever you want it to be. So we have the master schedule, which is this one right here. On any given day, when I open this document, if you're on Google, if you've used a Google Doc at the top, you can see who's on the Google Doc with you. My whole team is on the Google Doc. They have it open all the time. So like that's all the testimonial you need. Right? They've devoted one of their tabs to this. <laughs> really? I mean, to be honest. So, so now, what do we have at the bottom? Well, we can share whatever we want, but it's all in one place. So, like, we have a vocabulary list that we've been working through. We're going to put that here. Mentor sentences. So, we, we don't have that here, but we did it kind of zoomed in. We, we have the standards. We have what mentor sentences we want to use. We copy and paste it. Um, apparently, other Mentor sentences. Do you see how this is totally customizable? And you add a tab by just clicking a plus sign here, and it says add tab. And then you've got another kind of go back and forth. Uh, reading support and math support. This is great. Uh, we basically put the name of every kid. We put their uh, reading levels in there. And we put their um, standardized test scores. And when it's in a spreadsheet, it's magical. You can just organize the entire class by reading level. Boom, just like that. Um, all in one place. For the acres, right? Um, and so we did that for math and reading, and it's all in one spot. All right, so another thing I want to point out here is this. Okay, so I just zoomed in on a unit. So um, we use a curriculum where the, the 
each lesson is really like lesson 1A, 1B, 1C. So for some of these, in this week, I've got to cover the content in, in one. And you'll notice that some of these are highlighted. Well, for each unit, we created a website where we threw all of our videos and links and that kind of thing. And so we just linked it here. Why would I put it somewhere else? I'm going to put it where I want it, right up here. So we could do that. So you can see this is how it kind of works its way out. Um, and so I have these five. And, and also, we've learned, like, if you look at, like, how many days you have, two and a half days is enough for this one right here. So you're now starting to look a little bit more granularly and think about the fact that some of these days are shorter, some are, some are longer. It doesn't make sense to start a reading workshop unit before a long break. It doesn't, right? And so you can kind of start to see how those things play out and you see them next to each other all on one screen, all right? So another one here, like I said, you've got how many days are in there? And so this is one thing that every year I have to like change this to a 19 and 24 and all that kind of thing. Um, and, but it's worth it. It's, it's, it's just so helpful. Um, so many of the, it's not so much what are we going to do, it's what do, do we want to make any changes? Right? You can always get a sense of, it's, it's really great where you're sitting down with your own plans and it's like, where am I ahead right now? Well, I'm here. Oh, that's where my team should be. Now, I should say these were 2019 expectations. <laughs> These kind of got thrown out the window last year. Um, but even so, just to have a sense of pacing, and we ended up uh, making some decisions about things we couldn't do, um, which is, didn't we all, right? Um, but, but this piece here, there's a real strength here, and it seems like a lot, um, but it just, um, we, the, the discussions we have, like I said, we look at this and we say, hey, this is where we were last year. Where do we need to earn? You know what? That lesson is the worst and doesn't get us anywhere. Why is it even on here? Let's all skip it. Let's all skip it. Why are we even doing that lesson? Let's use that extra time to do the lesson we never get to at the end. So you can just have these larger, um, larger discussions as well. Uh, special events isn't on here. We had another one where we just put, like, okay, we go to Art Prize here. We have our Foot Falling Frenzy here, some of those events. And it's like, oh, we're going to Camp Roger here. It probably makes sense for us to cover this content before we go to Camp Roger. You know, it kind of helps you um, uh, gauge that as well. So you can see how this kind of totally customizable. This might be special events. It might be um, certain patterns or repetitions that you have at your school as well. So this is the reading one. And again, it's kind of a lot to look at. Like, I recognize this. Um, but like, okay, so we're going to launch. And our, we just need to get to lesson one, one that first week. That first week, you're going to notice, like, across the board, it's only one lesson. Why are we teaching? We're teaching how to go to the bathroom, right? And, and, uh, and like, how do we line up? And where are the pencils and all that kind of thing? We don't have time for much more than that. If we can get one of each content area, life is good. This is a realistic map, right? Why? It's because it's made by teachers and used by teachers. One of the things we did, uh, we use um, Lucy Calkins, uh, but there was some other, there's a curriculum that we have that's like the reading and writing strategies, books written by Jennifer Cerevillo. They're really great. Well, we thought, let's put those lessons right on here. So now we know it's the lesson one one, but these ones in parentheses are the you can look at the, the ones from the book. What we use is actually in here. So when I'm planning, I know that okay, this is the lesson that we're doing for Lucy Hawkins, but I know I can use this lesson to kind of back it up. Right? So it's 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 pretty it's pretty specific. Okay? Um, so the benefits of using a content calendar like this. It is used throughout the year for team and personal planning. So um, it is just, it's, it's a little crazy that I can get on Saturday night, Saturday night, 
open this thing up. I'm planning things out because it's like one of those moments where the children are actually sleeping. Um, and I can kind of plan this. And I see one of my colleagues is right there with me <laughs> uh, planning. Um, so you got that just for like looking ahead what the plans are going to be, right? It's all in one place. It's all in one place. So you can look at everything at once. And so you can start to see some of those larger co uh, uh, connections or places where it makes sense to kind of bring things together. Man, we do this piece in social studies that's all about civic duties, and we also have our opinion writing at the same time. Hmm, I wonder if those two can go together, right? Um, totally customizable. You can do it. In fact, I, I helped, um, I had a colleague who the next year was our team leader, and she came in. It was so great. She came in. Um, she introduced the colors, uh, and she had much nicer fonts. And it was just like, oh, the ownership there was just wonderful, right? So she, she took it and made it her own. Um, so um, because, uh, you know, again, however you customize it, it, it just needs to be right for you. It's a Google Doc. So you, can, you always, have, always have the most up-to-date information. You can all be working on it at the same time, right? Um, and it allows for collaborative decision-making. You can all be looking at the same thing and let's say, Hey, we're not going to, hey, it's COVID. We're not going to get through everything. What do we all want to skip? Because we should be consistent in this, right? Or we should, we should decide what we're going to do. And it just allows you to all be looking at the same thing and saying, you know what, maybe it looks like we've got a little bit of space here in our social studies, but you can only see that if it's all in one place, right? Um, and then also it's great for adding links. So when I was at Hudsonville Christian, we had one of those tabs, which was just like the page of every YouTube video we use. Um, so it was kind of like the Bible content, unit one, and we had like all the all of the YouTube links right there. And then, so what do you what do you collect? What are you sharing with each other? Could this be a way to do it rather than multiple Google Docs all over the place? Okay. Um, oh, other you know curriculum websites, online interactives. We found some of those things as well, right? So. How many of you are afraid of spreadsheets? So like, just put yourself out there. Thank you. This is a safe place for you. Um, OK, so help to those of you who are new to using uh, spreadsheets. OK, a couple things. You can't break a spreadsheet. You can't break a spreadsheet. There's not a thing you can do at Google that you can't undo. Maybe change owner. I guess if you change the owner to someone else, now you're in trouble. Uh, don't do that. Um, but the idea is that you really can't you can't break the thing. You can always undo uh, what was done before. Um, and so you can be fearless in trying this out. Okay? Um, how many of you um, know somebody who likes spreadsheets just a little too much? Um, people who live by spreadsheets. Are you one of them, sir? Yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> shaking his hand in the back. Um, no. Uh, you know, the truth is, you know people, you may even be married to people, who, would, who have been waiting their entire lives for you to come to them and say, sweetie, would you help me win a spreadsheet? Think about, think about the bonding that could happen there. Um, so um, it really, um, there are people that are, and, and it's not as complicated as you'd think. Um, and so I did, what I did is provided some resources. Google has a great thing that just talks about editing and formatting. I'm also going to give you just a blank one, which has the dates for this year in it already. So like, a lot of that work will already uh, be done uh, be done for you. All right, so I have testimonials, proof. Like, this is not just me um, on a tirade here. Um, uh, LeVar Burton quote here, but you don't have to take my word for it, right? So, uh, yeah, right. 
uh, colleague of mine, she says this, as I transitioned from a middle school setting to teaching third grade, the content calendar was a lifeline in supporting my pacing. Since it was my first time teaching all new content, this tool made the transition seamless. At the click of a button, I could see where I needed to be in every subject and where I was headed. Four years later, the content calendar remains book my bookmark and utilized weekly. Okay? I asked, I literally just said, will you tell me what your, thought, your thoughts about, about the content calendar? And this is what she sent me, which is, she's very generous. Um, Elizabeth Tremenio, another one of my colleagues, she said, I have this bookmark and use it every week when I do my planning. It's so helpful to be able to have all the information in one place. It helps our team stay on track and make thoughtful decisions about the way we teach. Which is kind of the point, isn't it? That's the point of curriculum mapping, right? That, that you're working as a team, right? Um, oh, I must have. Okay, this is, this is pretty powerful, but this is just Sue Plymer. She's a very supportive person. It changed my life, she said. <laughs> a team becomes a real team with a content calendar. Um, and I think there's truth to that. Um, I think... Um, when you, there's something cool when you walk down the hall and you, or you, you step out from your math class and you're like, whoa, they are teaching the same thing I am. Now, it doesn't mean we're like, you have to rigidly stick to this. We're all going to have those days where we're like, oh, we didn't make it or whatever. But you have this general framework that you're trying to stay within, right? Um, and um, it's, it's pretty powerful when you do it. Um, when we have first-year teachers come in, one of the best things we tell them is be two days behind. Always be two days behind. Because we're going to just hand off the things we just used. Right? So plan on being two days behind, and then we'll give you the thing that we used, and then you collect those things, and you don't have to worry about it. Just plan on being behind. Give yourself grace. It'll be much better off, right? But how do you know if you're behind? You look at the content calendar. All right. So this is, this is the best testimonial I can give. All right? So I helped. I set this up at Hudsonville Christian eight, nine years ago. Okay? I have been away from Hudsonville Christian for five years here. I was the original owner of all these things and continues to be. Like, I didn't, like, ever go in and just, like, remove myself as owner. So I thought, I'm going to go back and see, are they even using this? So I did this with the second grade, the third grade, and the fourth grade, right? And someone I don't even know is, uh, made an edit 12 days ago. So the, the fact that there's somebody out there who I've never met who just edited something that I created eight years ago, like, it's actually being used. It's actually being used. And actually, today, when I met with, uh, there was a group of Hudson, they said, are you presenting? And I said, yeah, I'm talking about content calendars. They said, you mean like the, the thing? Like the thing? The thing that we use? And I said, yes. And she said, we were on it yesterday. It's like, whoa, whoa. So, um, so that's it. Like, that's the best testimonial I can give. Pe people I don't know use this. Um, like without, without, like all those other people are friends of mine. They would say anything, um, but this is someone I don't know, um, and I think there's there's power to that for sure. Okay, so I got to tell you the end of the story. So part of this is I want to leave it open for questions and things like that, and even for those of you who have devices to just play around with a little bit. I got to tell you the end of the story. So not I'm trying to think. The last CEA that we had in South Bend was 2019, I believe. Yes, 2019. Uh, I had been at Grand Rapids Christian for two years, and those two women that I had worked with uh, were retiring. And so it was going to be my last CEA to see them. And they caught me, and they said, Brandon, we've got to talk to you. You don't know how much that spreadsheet impacted our teaching for our last years. Like, we wish we would have had that for the whole way through. 
Like, that was their, their parting uh, words to me. Like, you don't know how much value that had for us in that we are all on the same page um, in terms of making good connections, in, certain, in terms of setting up new teachers. New teachers, where are you in this, in this room? Where are, my, where are my, like, first, second year teachers, right? Something like this would be really powerful, wouldn't it? To just have a general sense, right? And so for me, it kind of comes full circle that the people I created that document for were ultimately the people who came back to me and said thank you so much for it. Um, and so, like, I just, to me, um, what, what I, it's just cool to see how God does things, right? Something that I thought, oh, my goodness, what is this going to look like? I just don't want to hurt anybody's feeling is the thing that we celebrate later. Um, and so what I have here is um, a couple things. Your turn to try, okay? So I have this. <laughs> This empty spreadsheet that is, is available for you to, and, and here is, it's tinyurl.blank co content calendar. You can check it out for yourself. But you'll notice like this gray line. Everybody know what this gray line is? Christmas break. It's Christmas break. <laughs> no one's teaching that. Um, so there are certain things that you're going to see, and obviously my calendar might be a little bit different, um, be different than yours. You might not have started mid-August. Um, but, um, but, um, it's there to, to use, and the best place to start is in that monthly calendar. My guess is, if you found, if, you're, if the spreadsheet thing scares you, if you just found somebody who could kind of start by just, let's just get the monthly units on here. You start there. You start there, and then you look at it and you say, okay, that math unit, we have six weeks to do it, and there are 12 lessons we got to get through. All right, week one, we're going to do lessons one and two. To, you know, like where you just kind of, you know, but you can kind of pay attention to these other things. Like CEA week, you, you got to find a balance because half your kids are going to be gone. Those are probably going to be review days because kids are taking vacations or quarantined or whatever. Um, um, it allows you to do that, right? To be able to look at these weeks as unique events. Um, and, you know, for me, anytime we have a short week, it doesn't really work for us to do words their way. And so we end up having a little bit less of that. And so I can maybe do one more or I could get that third lesson in there. All Having those things together, that's the power here for me. Having it all, all in one spot to work on. So, let's see. All right, so a couple shameless plugs. Is that all right? We'll see how this goes. If you guys take off, that's all right. One thing I want to just say is after this, I'm going to be doing a session on um, making the most of the technology you have, which is specifically for teachers who aren't one-to-one. Where you just have your own teacher device. I, everything I'm going to share is definitely something that people with one-to-one -one could use. But if you're um, limited on that, um, making the most of the tech you have, um, I'll be doing that um, shortly after this. And then tomorrow I have two sessions I'm going to do on kind of devotional practices and teaching, um, teaching Bible. And that's going to be directly above us here uh, in the Math Commons. And this one's all about how I do devotions. Um, and so these are, in fact, there's a couple of you that were at the B uh, CSI Bible Symposium. Um, a virtual event. Uh, they're the same sessions that I did there. Um, so I, I guess we need to double that. Here we are. Um, and uh, there's a shameless plug number two. And I'm not a vendor here, so I'm not really selling anything. But I just finished a book. Um, one of the things I tried to do for myself is um, publish a book. And um, I have written some books in the, in the past. Uh, but I wrote a devotional. And um, I'm just letting Christian teachers know about it, Christian school teachers. So the book is this one. It's called The Gift of the Cross. And every year for, um, for um, Christmas or for Advent, we do a Jesse tree in my classroom. And there is nothing like that for Easter. 
And I want that for my students, and I want it for my own children. And so, and the only thing that's out there is the resurrection eggs. And the last thing in the world I want to use is Easter eggs. Um, and so what I did is I created a devotional, which uh, has two parts. It basically takes you through Holy Week. It takes you from Palm Sunday through Easter. Because I think Easter doesn't get the credit it deserves, right? Um, could be something you read literally just during that time or in the weeks leading up. Um, and then I created this, uh, which is a kind of a tactile experience. They're blocks that you put together. Each day you bring out um, a, uh, a block, and it has the symbol that goes along with the story. You build it, and on Good Friday you put the nails in the cross. And then on Easter Sunday you come down and you have a beautifully decorated cross in the back and an empty tomb. So this is something that actually I'm partnering with a, a place called Worship Woodworks, which makes all of the like children's worship materials that you probably used as a child and are still currently being used. They're producing it uh, for me. So I'm, re I'm releasing this um, in a month, it, uh, but it is available on Amazon. Uh, so you can check it out for yourself. If you want it, uh, if you have any interest or want to uh, learn more about it, you can give me your email address up here or um, follow me on Facebook for more information. Like I said, shameless plug, but there it is. So that's something I've been working on and I think could be fun for uh, classrooms. So. Here I am. I'm available for questions, um, and here's that that um, that um, link as well. I have my um, email address. You are welcome to, um, yeah. You can follow me on, on, on Facebook as well. But um, you can you can chat with me about things. Like if there's something you're wondering about, I'm happy to Google things and send them your way. I've seen the power of this. I really. This is one of those things. Like just one of you does this. It's a, really, it's just one of you does it. Um, I, you know, I, I think I think it'll have a really big impact on your team and, and what you're doing. Question in the back there? Um, your uh, Google Sheet, can you make it accessible? It says request. For, uh, for my personal? No, the blank one. The blank, the blank one. It, 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 you know, I can do that. Sure. <laughs> sure. So this is really great. Um, every once in a while we have this, don't we, where we, we have like great plans, and then they kind of fall apart, and we... Um, so this is what I always say to my students. I, I need two things when tech doesn't work. I need quiet patience, and I need helpful hands. So you were you were that helpful hand. Thank you very much. Um, so let's see. I've got to get to, was it the blank one that I had to give you? Yeah. So let me just go there for a second. Well, this is, yes. For, I see here I thought I was being very generous, but now I've learned, I've learned otherwise. Um, things you can do that as well but or if you'd like me to uh, help you with things I'm happy to do that as well 
Um, yeah? Um, for your shameless plug of your book, yeah. what age group is that written for? I teach early childhood, so I just wondered if so it's like... So, I would say, so it's the, the last days of Christ. Right? So, um, you know, to me, I think it could be done with as low as first grade. With as low as first grade. However, with each of these, um, I, there's, see, there's certain stories in here that are not in, like, the Jesus Storybook Bible. Like, I really tried to think, could I put that in there? Because, but you could certainly do this, right? So you could use the verses or find a storybook Bible, and you could still do the manipulative piece as well. With this, it's the direct text <laughs> taken right out of the NIV. Um, you, I, I learned really quickly I couldn't get every story in. And so um, I felt like I was committing just a bunch of heresies by, like, leaving out Judas's uh, suicide. You know, uh, but I couldn't do it all. I couldn't get it all in there. So I just tried to find those things. I actually put all of the Gospels next to each other, and I thought, which of these Gospels in the most succinct and kid-friendly way? And I just did a lot of praying and praying and asking for forgiveness, and this is what I ended up with. But for every one of them... Um, I also included all of the other places in the Bible where it's located. Does that make sense? So, so it's there. But yes, you could certainly, you could, you could do that. And, and so I also recognize that this is probably not something middle school is going to do, but this would be to totally appropriate for middle school as well. It's geared towards like families and um, Sunday school classes, classrooms. And I, to me, I just, Easter gets skipped every year. I just, I really feel like, and spring break doesn't help. It doesn't help. Um, and so to me, it's just something that I um, feel strongly about, en enough about that I, actually over COVID, I released these uh, during, right when we had, everything had shut down, I shared these emotionals and they shared them with the parents of our, of our district. We got a bunch of positive feedback and that was actually the encouragement that I got to continue on. And then when I reached out to this company, um, they would, they've been so good. There, there's actually two versions of this. This is the hardwood laser engraved ministry budget model. So like your, your church will have no problem paying over $50 for something like this, but there is a pine block sticker version that's got kind of brightly colored things. That's more family classroom budget. And I'm still waiting, actually the last prototype is coming in the mail right now. So we'll be, it'll be released in November and then I'll know specific pricing. The book is 10 bucks and it's available on, on Amazon now. Uh, but just you're the only ones who know that so far. So consider yourself privileged. I can't sell anything here because I'm not a vendor, but I'm, I'm probably already crossed some lines. We should move on to other things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, question in the back there. So question on the spreadsheet. Um, this is used by grade level. And then my question is, is the whole school using this then as your, quote, curriculum track? No, no. Um, is there another document aside from this that's documenting the standards that you're putting in. So the curriculum track that you saw there, yes. that's what, that's the whole school, everybody's doing okay. it. This is the, well, what do I really want? Okay. What does my team really need? And so what's cool though, when I was at Hudsonville Christian, I did, I, I kind of, I had, oh, I had a student teacher and I had a little bit of time off and I met with the third grade and I did it with them in the fourth grade and they're still using theirs as well. Yeah. Um, and so it's really just, it's a curriculum mapping we actually use. Uh, but, but, and, and uh, I'm just, I'm, I've shared it with a lot of different people at my uh, school, but I, and it's interesting, because I have some teachers that look at this and say, um, they don't want anything to do, do with this. Uh, one, uh, one of my colleagues I work with, she said, well, what if my class, my class is different? 
my class has different needs, we should have, and it's like, ooh, that seems like a really slippery slope to me. Uh, because what ends up happening is we end up in just totally different places. So this is not saying you have to be at this place at this time. It just gives you a general idea, right? Um, yeah. yeah. No, I yep. Oh, no, I'm a third grade teacher. Okay, sorry, third yep. grade No, no. Um, so then you're putting in um, standards and stuff into a curriculum director. Yep. Yes. Yep. And so when I moved to third grade at Grand Rapids Christian, yeah. I just realized I needed this. I needed this. So what I did is I took, their, <laughs> I took their monthly one that they had, which was fine, and I just realized that I needed to break it down a little bit more. And so I started using it within, the first, within a month. All of my colleagues were on there, and they were adjusting things. And then we, we got, by the time we got to Christmas, it had all been kind of sorted out. And it wasn't perfect, but what happens is every year you make less changes. And then when you do have to change your whole curriculum, you just go to that column, delete, and put new things in. Um, it, it, uh, you, you know, one of the things you could do is just, you could just map what you, the last eight weeks. Okay, and then you just, every week, just say, what are we doing? Um, and the first year, you're going to find really clearly, like I said, you're going to find out you spend a month on Joseph. And you're going to realize you don't have time for that. Um, and that's okay, but it, those discussions don't happen unless you, unless you do something like this. Um, any other questions? Yes? So at my school, we have two different kindergarten programs. Right. So I'm five-day, all-day, yep. and another one's a progressive one. Yep. So how would you suggest to like, map that together? Because obviously, the other kindergarten isn't on the same age as me. Sure. Because they're only three days. Yeah, so those days that they just, are they covering new content in those days, or are they reviewing content? I mean, um, so like usually like my Tuesday, Thursday, when they're not there, I am just supplementing and doing extra work on this okay. stuff. To me, that, does, that still sounds like you're in a pretty similar place. That you could, you could do that. You could also have, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday Bible, Monday through Friday Bible. I mean, you could put them right next to each other. Um, maybe that's it. Maybe you just have your, what's, uh, maybe for every one of your subjects you say Bible, and then yours is Bible Plus. Whatever things that you are kind of adding in there that maybe supplement or take that a little bit further. So the thing about this is it's totally customizable. You can do it, whatever works for the two of you. Um, but my, yeah, that's my guess is you're probably aligned. What's happening is you're just adding other things on. Now, if you want a place to put those things, this would be a great, great place to do it. Yes? What do you use for um, daily lesson plans? Uh, so for daily, if you saw my Google Calendar. Um, I use Google Calendar for a lot of that. I mean, oh, let's see, this is, I use Google Calendar to plan the lessons that I'm gonna do. And then if you saw, I have this big, long counter. And I lay out all my curriculum in the morning. And I, that's kind of how I plan out my day. I mean, I have kind of the monthly plan. I, I have in my Google Calendar what content I want to cover. And then I have things kind of laid out at the beginning of each day. That's, it's a little old school. I'm not, uh, I'm not writing those Calvin College te uh, student teacher sub -plan or, uh, plans for every lesson. Um, so that's, but that's my process. That's my process. And I'm sure there are much better ones out there. But that's worked for me. That's worked for me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming out. I know Phil right here, he's the man with the signature if he needs you to sign for sketches. Uh, if you have questions, come on up um, and we'll go from there. Thank you.